Are you ready to take your team to the next level, but you keep beating your head against the wall because why can't they figure out how to do anything? Why don't they know what is needed? Well, you know what? After spending 15 years in corporate America, I can tell you that I have done the exact same thing. And in that time, I learned the hard way how to create action and ownership on my team. But instead of having you figure this out by beating your head against the wall and spending seven years, I created the Leadership Playbook, teaching you how to go from doer to leader, inspiring your team, motivating them, and teaching the skills that separate the apathetic from the productive. If you're ready to join, check the show notes and click on Learn with Emily. Welcome to the Leadership Playbook. My name is Emily Hawkins. How I used to introduce myself is, I have 15 years in supply chain, creating and leading teams, streamlining processes, managing millions of dollars. Except that's not what I do anymore. I'm a career and life coach. And I wanna take you on the journey of how to lead yourself, how to take your career to the next level, whatever that may be. I'm gonna give you tangible advice on exactly how to do what you want to do, lead, and love your life. Hi there. This week, I am talking all about risk. And to me, there are the people on either end of the spectrum, right? You've got the people who are mega risk takers that, you know, don't care if they lose everything. They're just, I think, crazy. That's like a whole level of crazy. I am not a huge risk taker. But then you've got the other end of the spectrum that is so terrified of doing anything outside of the norm that they are deemed naysayers. I also don't really get these people. I'm definitely somewhere in the middle because I'm an entrepreneur. So clearly, risk is something that I'm comfortable with. But I would say it's calculated risk. I like to do a lot of research before I do things, test the waters. Whatever you see me doing now is really two to three years in the making, maybe even five years in the making, because I was doing a lot of things when I was still in corporate America. Again, huge fan of testing the waters before just jumping right off. In fact, when people say, how did you take the leap? I always say I didn't. I took a lot of steps outside of my comfort zone, small ones, but over time, it appeared to be a leap, but it never was. But today, I'm not focusing on that. I'm actually talking about those people way on the other end known as naysayers. Now, we all have these tendencies. It's normal to kind of bristle at change, but I wanted to start with the definition of a naysayer. The definition is a person who criticizes, objects to, or opposes something. So I'm sure you're already thinking about people in your life that criticize. Those are naysayers, and guess what? They are very uncomfortable. That's why they're naysayers. People don't naysay just to naysay. They naysay because they're uncomfortable. And how does this translate to a career? Well, first of all, it doesn't. It doesn't translate well. The problem with naysaying is it limits you. It limits your career. It limits the amount of money you can make. It limits your opportunities. And it's self-limiting. 
I'm a huge fan of whatever you put out, you're going to get back. So if you are someone who embraces curiosity and change, then you're going to get opportunity in your life. If you are somebody who bristles at that and says, no, everything must stay the same. No, I could never do that thing. I'm going to continue this one task for the rest of my life. Then that's what you get. And I say that because so many people think that life just happens to them. And I can tell you right now that, yes, there are things out of your control that do happen. But 90% of it, in my opinion, is you and the steps you're willing to take and your openness to opportunity. So your career, back to this. There are two things that I have heard over and over and over again as a career and life coach. The first one is, I don't have the right skill set. What? What does the right skill set look like? And what I love is turning negatives into positives. And the reason I like turning negatives into positives is because to speak in positives is actually much harder. Because when you speak positively, you have to be more descriptive. You have to be clearer on what it is you want. And when you say, I don't want this and I don't want that, well, good. You're very clear on what you don't want. Are you clear on what you do want? So in this example, I don't have the right skill set. What I would say there is the skill sets needed are, and I would list them out, And then I would say I have worked with people possessing these skill sets, and these are the things I learned from those people. So you're just gathering your information right now. And then the next line you're going to say, I have done this work under a different title. And I want you to just sit with that. Just say that for a minute. I have done this work under a different title because that alone might stop that naysaying attitude that you have. I've never done this before. Yes, you have. Remember the first job you ever had? Maybe it was waiting tables. Maybe it was, you know, I've told you many times about working in a toy store. Guess what? When you're hired for jobs like that, you don't have one job. You do everything. So when I was working in a toy store, I cleaned I organized, I restocked, I helped customers, I balanced registers, I did birthday parties in the back. I even wore a suit dressed as an elf. Y'all, nothing was beneath me. Heck, I'd probably still do that just because it's fun. But when did that stop? You get into a corporate job and all of a sudden you only do certain things? No, you are constantly going kind of over the line and the boundaries of your job title. And if you're not, then you're never going to get up and promoted and move up in organizations. It's just not going to happen. You've got to test your boundaries a bit. And when you look classically at a job title and you get nervous, how could you learn those skills? Again, I want you to think about the questions, the the statements that I want you to ask yourself, the skill sets I need are, I have worked with these people in the past and learned X from them, and I have done this work under a different title. And then think about that job and how you did those skills. So... 
I'm trying to get you out of that naysaying mindset because this is the key to your future. If you keep naysaying, you're going to stay where you are. And if you stay where you are, you're actually going to backtrack over time. And I I don't want anyone to do that. My other favorite is, and I hear this all the time, we don't have the bandwidth for that. And I've talked about this a little bit before, but in this naysaying world, I want you to think about what that looks like. You don't have the bandwidth. So instead of saying we don't have the bandwidth, why don't you actually say this would work if? So changing it up, again, speaking in positives, how would this work? How would this best work? And I want to leave you with this. Your job title is a box for HR to check. The box is there to check so they know how much to pay you. That is all a job title is. It does not define you. It does not limit you. It is not who you fundamentally are. This week, look at what you do. List out the things you do and the time you need, the bandwidth you need to do something correctly. Speak in positives. You never know when the next opportunity is around the corner. And it won't be there if you naysay. Did you love what you heard today? And you want more? Sign up for my weekly email in the show notes. It's packed with tips and tricks to lead and love your life. You can also follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram by typing in Emily Hawkins, the number four, the letter U. I'll see you here next week.